Although not yet a part of the worldwide sporting competition known as the Olympics, MMA has certainly had its fair share of athletes who've made their way over to the combat sport arena, discarding their wreaths and medals in favour of championship belts and big paychecks. Lest you forget, however, that as far back as 648 BC, Pancration was a part of the Olympics, and it included boxing, throws, submissions, joint locks, and all the lovely stuff you find in MMA today. Still, we've yet to be recognised or incorporated into the biggest sporting event on the planet, so what's good for the ancient Greeks is apparently not okay for our modern civilization. But competing in the Olympics means you are one of the best athletes in the world, but how well does this translate into MMA? Well, let's take a look with me, Balian, from MMA On Point and the 10 most successful Olympians in MMA. Number 10. Matt Lindland Laying down the law in the octagon and other odors, apparently, Lindland's MMA career spanned 11 years and 14 different MMA organizations. His journey began after securing a place at Nebraska University, where he was ranked at an NCAA Division I level, and in 1993, an undefeated streak of 36-0 led to a title win at the Big 8 Wrestling Conference. So, he tried out for the US Greco-Roman Olympic team in 2000, but in the finals of the trials, lost to Keith Syraki, who he subsequently accused of cheating. The arbiter called for a rematch which Matt won 9-0, but it didn't end there. Syraki took the case to a federal court, which ultimately ruled in the favour of Lindland, earning him the nickname The Law, slash lawyer. It changes. At the Sydney Games in 2000, he earned himself a silver medal, losing to the Russian Murat Kardanov. At the time, Matt had already begun his MMA career, the best parts of which came before his loss to Rampage Jackson, where he'd stacked a 17-3 record, with wins over Travis Luter, Phil Baroni, and Pat Militich. He did get to fight for a title against Murillo Bustamante at UFC 37 High Impact, but didn't manage to secure gold, so he finds himself at number 10 on this list. Number 9. Sarah McMahon with now over 10 years under her mixed martial arts career belt, still ranked inside the top 10 at bantamweight and the first woman in American history to earn a silver medal at the Olympics in wrestling, enter Sarah McMahon. Her physical presence alone could tell you that she's been grappling all her life, starting at age 14 in North Carolina and eventually joining the Olympic team for the 2004 Athens Games. She beautifully described what those training sessions were like in a piece with MMA Fighting, stating, I don't think people understand what we go through to be prepared for the Olympics. It could be labeled as sadistic. It is so difficult. These coaches won't stop until you are flaking out, until you are at your absolute lowest point. That's the way it's been in wrestling forever. So, how did that translate into her MMA career? Well, apparently quite slowly at first, as her professional debut came seven years later and she remained undefeated right up until her title crack at Ronda Rousey. Much like Lindland, she was unable to secure gold in the UFC after losing out to the best in Rousey, Tate and Nunez, but made a career resurgent and has remained relevant in the division ever since. She's booked for August 28th against Catlin Vieira, and I expect her wrestling to still give her opponents some problems. Number 8. Kayla Harrison Mirroring the upbringing of another famous female judoka, Kayla Harrison's first introduction into the sport was at the age of six from her mother, and at just 18 she was ready to compete in the 2008 Olympics, but after a recent change up her weight class to 78 kilograms was turned away, as the United States had not qualified in that division. 
No matter, she returned four years later in London and won gold, becoming the first woman from the US to do so, defeating Gemma Gibbons in the final. Clearly not enough for Kayla, she followed it up in Rio de Janeiro, defeating Audrey Tashumo and claiming another gold. Already a champ champ in her own right, she turned her eyes to mixed martial arts, and MMA fans were curious to see where she would land. The Professional Fighters League became her new home, and she made her debut at PFL 2 in 2018, and again, much like Rousey, won by armbar in the first round. One year later, and she'd torn through the competition all the way to a 6-0 record and a shot at $1 million in the finals of the PFL tournament for the women's lightweight strap. After a five-round battle with Larissa Pachenko, she was awarded the title along with the cash. And since then, she's remained undefeated, had a bout at featherweight, and hopefully will be in the UFC soon. Number 7. Kevin Jackson now here's a throwback to the good old days and one of the first Olympians to ever have an MMA career. Following in the footsteps of Mark Schultz and starting MMA in 1997, Kevin Jackson carried with him one of the most decorated wrestling pedigrees that we've seen in mixed martial arts. Earning NCAA All-American honors four times in his collegiate career, he went on to win two golds in the Pan American Games and Wrestling World Championships. In 1992, he made his Olympic run, capturing gold in freestyle at the Barcelona Games. During his training, he had been spending time at renowned wrestling camp Foxcatcher, alongside brothers Dave and Mark Schultz. The owner of the team, John Dupont, depicted by Steve Carell in the Bennett Miller film Foxcatcher, eventually removed him from the team. Kevin quoted his heightened paranoia and schizophrenia to blame. One year after Mark Schultz made his UFC debut, Kevin Jackson joined the middleweight, light heavyweight technically, tournament at UFC 14. Jackson steamrolled Todd Butler and Tony Frickland respectively, winning the entire tournament, cementing his place as essentially the best middleweight in the world and was booked to face Frank Shamrock at UFC 15.5 in Japan. After a beautiful double leg in the opening exchange, Jackson found himself in Shamrock's guard and just 16 seconds into the bout was tapping to an armbar. He didn't win the inaugural title that night and retired 4-2 in his career, but still teaches wrestling at the United States Olympic Training Center. Number 6. Yoel Romero Born in Cuba and placed into the extremely strict and regimented Pyramid Athletic program from as early as seven, Yoel Romero began his training as a wrestler, pitted against the other young prospects, all vying for the better food and accommodation that came with success inside the Cuban athletic program. His first big win came in 1999, where he represented Cuba at the FILA World Wrestling Championships, defeating the 1996 Olympic gold medalist Kazimu Radmagomedov. The following year, he made his own Olympic run, competing in the men's freestyle in Athens, earning a silver medal. He tried again for gold in 2004, but failed to medal, coming in fourth place. But over his career, he defeated three Olympic gold medal winners and five different world champions, including legends Kale Sanderson and Les Gutches. He defected from Cuba in 2007 after competing in a tournament in Germany, and there began his MMA journey. Debuting in 2009, he won his first four fights in Europe, and Strikeforce picked up the phone where he had one bout, losing to former champion Rafael Calvacante. After two years out due to injury, he wasted no time building an eight-fight win streak in the UFC's middleweight division, saluting God and waving the Cuban flag along the way as he viciously KO'd the divisional elite, including Chris Weidman, Leoto Machida, and Derek Brunson, losing to Robert Whittaker in an interim title fight. He would go on to fight for gold three more times, but much like his Olympic career, sadly, was not able to capture it. Now, in Bellator, there seems to be a few more fights left in Romero's career, and he will go down as one of the most athletic competitors in MMA history. Number 5. Mark Coleman 
Combining his Olympic wrestling background with his new invention called Ground and Pound, Mark Coleman demonstrated firsthand the effectiveness of using takedowns and grappling to secure top position and then wholeheartedly earned the nickname The Hammer by what followed next. Coleman's wrestling career began like most at a collegiate level, earning All-American honors at Miami University before winning an NCAA championship after transferring to Ohio State. Starting in 1990 and for the next three years, he would take home the gold at the Pan American Championships, leading to an invitation to join the U.S. national team. In 1992, he joined the Barcelona Olympics. Unfortunately for Mark, however, he didn't medal and placed seventh overall. He tried again to make the team in 96, but stated a lack of focus hindered his performance, and in that very same year, he would make his octagon debut. Coleman's first appearance was at UFC 10, where he beat Motti Horenstein, Gary Goodridge, and Don Fry in one night to win the entire tournament. Not bad for your first night of professional fighting. He returned two months later to compete at UFC 11, where the inaugural heavyweight title was up for grabs. Again, Coleman faced tough competition, including Dan Severin in the finals, but he emerged victorious, now 6-0 in the first ever UFC heavyweight champion. The rest of his career saw ups and downs, but also saw him the victor of the Pride 2000 Grand Prix tournament and eventual induction into the UFC Hall of Fame. Number 4. Dan Henderson the championship-earning performances of Dan Henderson are matched only in number by the amount of stars that exist on the spangled banner he's been more than happy to drape across his shoulders. Starting as the 1988 Junior National Wrestling Champion, he followed that up with three more national championships in his senior year at Arizona State University, all before joining the U.S. Olympic team for the 1992 and 1996 Summer Olympics, placing 10th and 12th respectively. Just two years later, he competed in and won the UFC 17 tournament, before jumping over to Japan to battle in rings, winning three fights in one night to capture the 1999 tournament title. His Pride debut would see him handed his first loss as he battled Vandalay Silva, but Poetically enough, the axe murderer would also be his last fight in Pride before they shut the doors seven years later, and by this time he'd already secured the welterweight title, and with his final victory over Vandalay Silver at Pride 33, he became the first ever champ champ in MMA history, holding both the middleweight and welterweight belts. After a handful of UFC bouts, Scott Coker offered a place at Strikeforce and Hendo jumped ship where, guess what, he won not just the middleweight title, but the light heavyweight one as well. How many's that now? Oh, and not only that, but he dropped the H-bomb on MMA legend Fedor Emelianenko in the process, handing the GOAT his first KO loss. Clearly not content with the amount of gold in his cabinet, Hendo returned and made another UFC title run, falling short in the rematch to Michael Bisping at UFC 204, and retiring as a title contender after 30 years of athletic competition. Certainly an impressive Olympian career. Number 3. Ronda Rousey Perhaps not the most successful Olympian to compete in mixed martial arts, but certainly the most famous. Rousey's judo career began as soon as she was able to lock up an armbar, as her mother, Anne-Maria DeMars, was not only the first American woman to secure gold at the Judo World Championships, but also employed an arsenal of surprise submission attempts throughout Rousey's childhood. And all this led to her being the youngest judoka to qualify for the Olympics, when in 2004 she competed in the Athens Games, but unfortunately lost her first match to the eventual silver medal winner. Not deterred, however, she returned four years later in Beijing, where she would capture bronze and become the first American woman to earn an Olympic medal in judo. 
From here, she turned her attention to mixed martial arts, and after witnessing training partner and friend Manville the Anvil Gamburian face Nate Diaz in the Ultimate Fighter 5 finale, she decided it was time to transition to MMA. Her undefeated run began in 2011 and would stretch four years and 12 victories, securing the bantamweight title in Strikeforce before being the very reason for the creation of the women's divisions in the UFC, where she was awarded the inaugural title and defended it six times. Oh, and she became a pop culture icon, role model, and WWE superstar. So in terms of Olympic careers, yep, she ranks pretty high. Number two, Daniel Cormier. Cast your mind back to a 90s high school where a young Daniel Cormier took his first steps on a wrestling mat, accruing a 101-9 record before attending Colby Community College in Kansas where he secured a two-time junior national championship with a record of 61-0, then transferring to Division I Oklahoma State where he would earn All-American status. After graduation, he won the U.S. National Championships every year from 2003 to 2008 and maintained a place on the Olympic team during that run, competing first in 2004 where he would place fourth, just missing out on a medal, then returning in 2008 but suffering kidney failure due to an extreme weight cut. Oh, as a bonus, he won another gold in Russia at the Golden Grand Prix held by Ivan Yeyerin, considered to be the hardest wrestling tournament in the world. DC's MMA career was even more decorated. First, he surprised many as an alternate for the absolutely star-studded Strikeforce heavyweight tournament, he beat Jeff Monson, Bigfoot Silver and Josh Barnett to become the Strikeforce heavyweight champion. Then he did the seemingly impossible as he captured both the light heavyweight and heavyweight belts in the UFC simultaneously. The second man to do so and the first man to ever defend both at the same time. Certainly not something you see every day. In fact, at one point he was the only one in MMA history, making him one of the most successful Olympians of all time. Number one, Henry Cejudo. For a man who of gold. You need only to look at his athletic credentials to see that at this point in his career he must be surrounded by the stuff. The Messenger earned six gold medals in freestyle wrestling en route to his Olympic gold medal victory at the 2008 Beijing Games. Following in his brother Angel Cejudo's footsteps, a four-time AIA champion with a record of 150-0, Henry was inspired to do the same, also winning four championship titles in Arizona and Colorado before being offered a residency at the US Olympic Training Center. The 2008 Olympics were somewhat of a roller coaster, seeing Zahudo lose early, then rally for the win in almost every matchup. And in the finals, he secured another gold and became the youngest American in history to do so at just 21. It wasn't until 2013 where he'd make his MMA debut, however, and just one year into his career, already 5 0, he was signed by the UFC. We got to witness his development as he battled to the top of the 125 pound division, losing his first title bid to the longest reigning UFC champion, Demetrius Johnson. But showing that rest spirit, Cejudo bounced back, rematched the champion two years later, and did the impossible, stopping DJ's 11-fight title defense streak and capturing his first UFC belt. He then went on one of the best runs in MMA history, beating bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw as he dropped down a weight class before going up to claim a second belt against Marlon Moraes, earning the title Triple C. UFC bantamweight, flyweight, and Olympic champion. The first man to do so in MMA history. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool2me underscore. 
Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on Twitter at MMA on Point and myself at Balian underscore plays. You can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I'll see you in the next one.